Good morning. Today is the Sunday that we call Pentecost. Now, in the uh, ancient church, Pentecost was celebrated 50 days after Easter, and it's celebrated as the Holy Spirit, God's presence among us. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Picture it. The disciples gathered for worship, as was their custom. They brought with them some bread, some wine, maybe some olives or fish. They arrive at the specified location, greet one another with a kiss of peace, and then begin their simple worship service. But all of a sudden, a violent rush of wind bursts into the room, and flames descend upon the heads of the disciples. They try to communicate what is happening, only to discover that they are all speaking different languages. The commotion in the house where they're at is so loud that it quickly draws the attention of the people outside. As a crowd gathers and sees what is happening, many are amazed. Some wonder, are you filled with new wine? They're drunk, in other words. Just then, Peter jumps up and says something to the effect of, we're not drunk. What's happened to us isn't because we're full of wine, it's because we're full of the Spirit. In the 2,000 years that have passed since the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on that first day of Pentecost, Christians have associated this day with the beginning of Christianity as its own distinct religion. Now, when I was in school, we did not study the world religions per se that I remember. But the students that I've had now, both in homeschool and in public schooling, seem to be required every year, no matter what their grade level is, to study the major religions of the world. And usually how we do this is we make a long list of major religions and then what their main beliefs are. It's very interesting, and every student has noticed this, that their basic beliefs are the same. And those beliefs tend to center around treating others with respect and showing love and caring for each other which I think is very interesting um, because I think it lets our young people realize that maybe there are other religions other than ours that uh, people can believe in. Through the centuries, the day of Pentecost has become a celebration of the Holy Spirit. Now, when Pentecost becomes just another nice, neat conclusion to a story that began thousands of years ago, or just a celebration, it really loses some of its vigor to us in modern times. Imagine a Sunday, not too much different from today. The weather's getting warmer, flowers are blooming, final plans are being made for the summer. The faithful gather in a church for the annual celebration of Pentecost or gather in our homes online. If we're in a physical church, the service 
leaflets are proofed, folded, and distributed. The baptismal font is adorned and set up front for people to renew their baptismal vows. And the pyramids, red in color, are set out for the worship service. People begin to sing, and the service begins. But all of a sudden, a rush of wind comes into the sanctuary, and flames descend on the heads of everyone who's gathered for worship. Just as the faithful attempt to put the experience into words, they realize everyone is speaking in a different language. But you say, that's not going to happen. But things like that don't happen anymore. But look what's happened now. Did you ever think that we would be in the third month of a global pandemic? Interesting. The notes that I'm using today are from 2014, six years ago. Still very relevant to today. And six years ago, long before we had ever thought of any type of global pandemic. I will say, I'm a big science fiction fan, and one of my special interests is apocalyptic dystopia. So I've read many, many books about what would happen if there were a worldwide plague, and thought many, many times, how would we continue our existence? Did I ever think it would happen like this? No. But what is happening today isolates us. We have people who are struggling with depression, loneliness, maybe burdened by abuse. Plus, on top of that, they have financial worries and a fear of getting the virus, especially if their health is not very strong. Think about this. The words of the Bible are as true today as they were 2,000 years ago. One of the marks of great literature is that the, wor- the words of our great works of literature were true centuries ago, just as they are today. Can't you tell I've just finished with finals? <laughs> I promise I won't show you any algebra equations, none of those today. In fact, uh, one of our distinctions of our great authors is that their words are true still today. The cry of salvation isn't a simple problem with simple solution. It's not a cry that a quick and easy formula is going to solve. It's not a cry that a date on a calendar or a memorial can soothe. This is a cry that can only be answered by a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Impossible, you say. Rushing winds and howling storms, speaking different tongues, different languages. That's not going to happen anymore, right? Well, maybe it's not going to happen like that. But in some ways, isn't that what's happening right now? Maybe when this pandemic is all over, we have reevaluated 
our priorities. Maybe we need to heal a long-term relationship. Maybe we need to make a deeper commitment to ministry in our community or in our church. Maybe we need a stronger and deeper relationship with God. I can bet that more people are doing daily devotions now that we're in a pandemic than ever were before. So there can be some good things that can come out of this isolation. Start anew after this is all over. In our reading in Corinthians today, it says that everyone has different gifts. Think about the gifts that you have that you can use for God's purpose. Think about what a freshness, fresh start is going to be like. Now, we can go back and do the same old thing over and over, but let's imagine something fresh, different, and new. Keep what was good about your life and get rid of things that were unhelpful to you. Bad habits, discouraging thoughts. God's promises, not that the Holy Spirit was poured out a long time ago, and not that it's poured out a little bit to only certain people, but the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can you imagine that? <laughs>